Rock here on WUSB 90.1 FM. This is from Stony Brook University. I am your host, Christian. This is the Cafe American program. Uh, show, sorry. There's a difference between program and show, so we have to delineate that. As always, Hayes Carl's... Hayes Carl, Hayes Carl starts us off here... here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM this is the Cafe American Radio Show this is your host Christian I'm here until 10 o'clock tonight I'm not going to be talking too much 
because one, I didn't do a lot of show prep, if any show prep, and two, and two, I was just tired of talking about the negativity, and three, the studio is steamy. Woof. We need some AC in here. It is, oh man. Anyway, so I made the mistake of showing up to Stony Brook an hour before I needed to show up, like a moron. And I went down to the harbor. And do you know what I saw there? I saw life as normal. I saw a ton of people. I saw plenty of people and kids, teenagers, because I'm a little bit older than that, without masks. They're all there. They're all having a good time. They're all watching the sunset as if nothing is going on. The only people that had masks on were the older people. And you know what? That is perfectly spot on. That is where society should be. Don't and when I say things like this, I don't want you to call up the, the the radio station because it's just not going to matter. It's my opinion. That's where this place should be. That's where America should be right now. That's where the rest of the world should be right now. Should be going outside and having fun. It's not about the masks. It's not about all that stuff. Because I'll tell you what, there's more and more information coming out that the masks and the severity of COVID is just not there. It's like when I said, it's not to doubt the existence of COVID, but it is to be uh, suspect of the statistics and the numbers. The CDC came out with a bunch of stuff this week that basically tanked the whole COVID virus narrative and how the COVID virus is there and going to devastate mankind on and on and on, all the negativity. Well, the, the CDC just slipped that in and basically said, well, we kind of thought all the COVID deaths that the media was reporting, well, we didn't want to, to discern between flu, pneumonia, and COVID, so we just kind of lumped it into one big column. Something I said before, something that nobody listened to, or if they did listen to me, they ridiculed me and made me feel bad. Well, it turned out that the CDC... Uh, validated what I said, but it, that's up for debate, of course, because we're in the realms of belief, not stats and data here. And so what else do we have going on? We've got states, blue states, oddly enough. I find that fascinating, if you don't, uh, that states like Illinois and New York and California, they are being hit so hard by the virus. We're in the midst of it. We are at the epicenter of the destruction that is plaguing the United States. Okay, well, here's why I question the numbers. I don't question the existence of it, and I don't question the severity of COVID, uh, but I do question the numbers, and here's why. Uh, New York City had the hospital ship that Donald Trump paraded around talked about almost every night for a solid two weeks in his briefings. And what did that ship do? About nothing. It didn't do much. Okay, so we turned the Javits Center into a massive, massive field hospital with 2,000 beds. And what did Javits do? Uh, nothing. Didn't do much. But then we hear stories from the hospitals that are overwhelmed 
And nobody knows what to do because the patients are lined up and down the hallways. And then we hear stories about hospitals that have nobody in them. Nobody. The emergency rooms are empty. There aren't any ambulances coming and going. It is just a bunch of vehicles parked in front with empty emergency rooms. Okay? I'm not saying that is truthful or not. I am saying it's suspect. But what is more intriguing... I'm sorry, I'm doing something else as I'm talking. What is even more intriguing about all of this is that the blue states, like I said before, are the ones that are hardest hit. My, my. And they were so hit, hardly. See, I'm trying to do something at the same time as I'm talking. It's not working out very well. Okay, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, And these states were hit so hard that everything had to be shut down. Now, these states also are economic powerhouses. New York, California, Illinois... I mean, Texas is its own right, its own state, its own government, by the way. I mean, every year Texas has to vote whether or not they want to stay in the union. Uh, So that's interesting. But all of these states that were hit the hardest happen to be blue states. All of these states that – and Michigan. Don't forget Michigan with the governor over in Michigan because that's uh, suspect as well. Those states – have massive, massive budget shortfalls. And so now you see those states, oh, we've got to be closed until at least May 15th. We've got to, oh, this uh, this is just the first wave, according to Cuomo. This is just, we're getting on the beginning of the second wave. Okay. And the third wave, the third wave is going to come to us in September, November. Okay, sure. And then I'm sure we're going to hear, oh my God, we just got through the third wave and we're on to a new season, so we've got to be locked down again. No. No. I suspect that these governors have purposefully locked down the states. One, we can say it's an altruistic reason, and I would go along those lines and say, yes, there is something out there, and it is dangerous because I know people that have had it. I also know people that know people that have died from it. Um, But I do not think at all the reaction to this thing is proportional to the damage that it has done. And these blue states and Michigan are basically being a political junkie that I am and suspect of a lot of things. Uh, Basically, they are holding out on the federal government until the feds decide to fund the states so that their budgets go into the black and not the red anymore. Basically, they want the federal government to balance their misshapen budgets. That's what they want to do. There's also a larger macro plan going on here, and that plan involves the, nas- the, the, Democrat, the National Committee of the Democrats. Now, I don't want you to think I'm a Republican, because I'm not. I'm not a Republican. But... I, I see and smell BS when I—I I know and smell BS when I see it. And this is it. And the other aspect of this is that you've got these four 
states, these four states that are massively important to the country in general. I mean, not just talking about the election coming up, but just in general, the size of the economies of these states that I mentioned, New York, California, Illinois, Michigan, they are enormous. So if you've got something going and you suddenly have leverage where you've made the economies stop, and you've made everybody shelter in place. I'm sorry, you made everybody quarantine. But quarantine's a funny word because you usually quarantine infected people, not completely healthy people. So this is a little bit of a house arrest issue going on. Not necessarily house arrest, so don't give me phone calls about that either. But these states are basically holding the federal government hostage because the economies are so large and they're basically saying that we're not going to let anybody out and go to work until you balance our budgets. The other aspect of this is that the Democrats on the national level, what they're doing is they are passively saying, oh, well, we need... We need to keep everybody home. de Blasio is out there. de Blasio said, oh, it's sunny, it's nice out, but stay indoors. Do not go outside. because So on and so forth. Why are these Democrats shutting down the economy? And why are these Democrats making sure that nobody leaves their home? Why are they so bent on creating more and more fear out there when there doesn't have to be? It has to do with the election of 2020. Think about it. Think about it. They locked down the country. Most states and areas locked down their countries and, and counties and states, whatever, for altruistic reasons. They thought something was hideous out there. We need to make sure everybody's safe. Fine. They did that. But now... Now we're just playing games. Now Cuomo is out there playing games. And I will say this. Attorney General Barr has decided to charge his attorneys to investigate the constitutionality of these lockdowns and determine whether or not certain states are abusing their power in the form of these COVID lockdowns. And suddenly, as soon as he announced that, curves started to flatten. New cases started to remain constant. There weren't an increase. It was just steady or a slight decline. So what does that tell you? It tells you that somebody is BSing somebody else. It's 815 here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM.
18 here on WUSB, Stony Brook 90.1 FM. I just got a phone call. This is a Cafe American Radio program, which is changing because it's a terrible name for a program, by the way. I had nothing else to come up with, and that's why I saw the movie Casablanca, and that was that was it. Uh, th- I'm about 10 seconds away from taking off my shirt because it is so steamy in here, but luckily I have an undershirt on and I'll be okay. But I just got a phone call from somebody, and guess what they said? They said I am spot on because this person that called up is a brilliant individual. He is ahead of the curve just as much as I am and just as much as most of the listeners of this program when they're not complaining that I say things like meatball-sucking nitwit describing somebody in government that is uh, perpetuating the myth of the COVID lockdown. So, um, like I said before, I question the numbers, and I question what's going on, And one of the things that I question most is whether or not uh, somebody is looking into Fauci. Because Fauci has a lot of nefarious ties, including ties to Bill Gates, including ties to people like the Rockefellers and George Soros and so on and so forth. And Mr. Fauci hasn't seen a patient in about two decades. Mr. Fauci was also responsible for overseeing the HIV pandemic in New York City. So he has a little bit of experience with, uh, I guess, cataclysmic viral outbreaks. Uh, But I, I do suspect that he is insincere. And Trump, for what it's worth, has decided to not allow Fauci to testify in front of Congress, because I would assume that Fauci would do what other people have done when they testify in front of Congress that are against Trump. They allow their uh, testimony to be vague and gray. And what that means is that, just like the Mueller report, it is allowed to be interpreted 
in almost any way, left or right, any way that you want it to be interpreted. And so what does that mean? That only perpetuates the myth that something is up when in fact there could be almost nothing up. And so what we suspect here with Mr. Fauci is that Mr. Fauci is on the wrong side of what should really be happening here. Because Mr. Fauci could, in fact, be perpetuating the lockdown longer than it has to be. Now, we can all look at Mr. Fauci and we, Dr. Fauci, excuse me. We can all look at Dr. Grouchy and say that, well, he has health in mind, so the best way to combat this thing is to keep everybody locked down. And everybody must be locked down from here until a vaccine is created. What? Who's talking about vaccines all of a sudden? Well, Bill Gates is talking about vaccines, I'll tell you that much. And I'll tell you another thing. Bill Gates is very, very, uh, I don't know, icky. Very icky. He's out there throwing his weight around about everybody needs a vaccine. He took out a patent. His vaccine patent not only includes infrared nanotattoos, infrared nanotattoos, basically it's a tattoo on your skin that you cannot see. And somebody with a smartphone and a particular app can wave it over your arm and determine whether or not you have all of your vaccines. It determines whether or not you've been updated. You see what I'm getting at here? So not only does Dr. Bill, Dr. Excuse me, Bill Gates, not only does he want to allow everybody on the planet to be injected with vaccines, he wants to tag you. And the tagging is inserted into the skin at the moment the vaccine is injected into your body. Wow, how convenient. Now, what's also interesting about that patent is that patent includes technology that allows you, the inoculated, to trade Bitcoin. What? Why would something... Oh, that's right. We're talking about microchipping people using nanotechnology. Interesting little tidbit, if true. I have to preface it with that. If true chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, chloro, whatever it is. You know, the whole thing that Trump is out there promoting. Now, I've seen enough articles, I've read enough experiences from doctors and patients that the HCQ, supposedly, coupled with zinc or a Z-pack or something, um, supposedly works. Now, I'm not a doctor, so don't go run off and try it. Uh, But supposedly it works, and supposedly it has a lot of good effects. Now, Bill Gates and the major mainstream media and certain pharmaceutical companies are going to say, no, it doesn't work. And the reason why they're going to say it doesn't work is because they don't do the whole cocktail. They will just try to treat patients with hydroxychloroquine and not add the zinc component. And when you don't add the zinc component, guess what you get? You get goose eggs. So, of course, it's not going to work. So, what you need to do is do both. But they won't tell you that because there is a push for a vaccine and there's also push for tagging people. Now, what happens when they do finally tag you? What happens? Well, you're suddenly allowed to get out of your home. You're suddenly allowed to breathe the fresh air once again. 
You're allowed to go to concerts and football games and baseball games. You're allowed to pitch woo in a bar. You're allowed to neck on a park bench. Wow, it sounds great. But how can somebody tell whether or not you've been vaccinated? What kind of agency is going to be established that validates your vaccinations? And being that this is Bill Gates, who just loves to update systems every 6 to 12 months, don't you think that you, if this is left up to Bill Gates, would probably need some other vaccine for some other dangerous disease and virus every 6 to 12 months? Don't you think that would be probably something that he would consider or try to push out there? Of course it would. Of course it would. He couldn't stop viruses on a computer system. Do you really think he could, Bill Gates can stop viruses in a human being? No. No. He doesn't want to stop viruses either. He wants to line pockets and tag people. Now, what kind of system would be needed to allow that data, 350 million people, let's assume he gets his way, let's assume 350 million people get inoculated and tagged with these bio tattoos. What do you think is going to happen? How can you track people like that? Well, the only way to really do it, you're going to need a huge, huge data infrastructure. Well, thank God 5G is coming online. You know, you got the you got the uh, the thing out there, the conspiracy out there that five G is the cause of uh, of COVID. Now, I've read some stuff, and there's a there's a strong case to make it to make that argument. However, I would sooner suspect that five G is being rolled out to allow the tracking of individuals, not necessarily the outbreak or causing outbreaks of COVID. There has been a study done, one of the more convincing articles that I've read, is that every city that has 5G rolled out in it, and there's a few cities in the United States that have that, uh, if you compare it to other cities, uh, cities with 5G have a COVID outbreak of about 95% more than places that do not have 5G. So there's something to say to that. Now, that could mean that cities with 5G are more Democrat-leaning and trying to knock up the government for some extra cash by treating COVID patients. Oh, that's another thing. So we know, and I brought it up last time I was here, we know that COVID, that hospitals are getting from Medicare and Medicaid $13,000 per COVID patient. Hospitals are getting $39,000 per COVID patient that gets placed on a ventilator. You don't think they're going to try and jack up those numbers a little bit? Now, I've heard from nurses that have said that they are in there and being forced to write COVID is the issue. They're being forced to do that. So there's, there's a lot of dishonesty going on. But anyway, going back to 5G. If we have everyone tagged with these bio tattoos, the only way that anything and anybody is really going to be tracked in real time is with a data network that is so powerful, like 5G. And you're starting to see that 5G be rolled out. It's being rolled out. So it's an essential service. 5G installations were being installed throughout this whole time while you were locked down. 
God almighty, it's hot in here. All right. So the whole thing, <laughs> while you were locked out, 5G was still being installed. So I would sooner suspect that 5G is going to be used for tracking people that have been tagged with these vaccines. Now, here is another reason why I don't like Bill Gates. Bill Gates' father, who, by the way, Dr. Fauci knows or knew because Bill Gates' father is dead. You know, he's in there. He's on the board of directors of Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood started off. It's not about the woman's right to choose. Planned Parenthood was started off because the people that were in charge of Planned Parenthood didn't want certain races to have children. That's what, that's, yes, that's what it's all about. I mean, it's, you know, now we're in a, a different era. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit uh, skewed a little bit from what it originally was. Uh, but uh, that's what it was all about. So you have to take this with a grain of salt. You also have to understand where this is coming from. And if Bill Gates, if Bill Gates, if his father is doing that, and he spills the beans on a TED Talk about how we can vaccinate people and decrease population growth by 10 to 15 percent, you really have to question what is Bill Gates really doing here and why does he want to vaccinate 7.5 billion people? It's 830 here on WUSB Stony Brook. spend your life saying what if life is calling how far will you go peace corps to find out more call 1-800-424-8580 i go to peacecorps.gov hello i'm mary tyler moore People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals want to tell you about the hidden cruelty in the estrogen drug Premarin, which is made from the urine of pregnant mares. The horse is one of nature's most beautiful animals. Yet, sadly, tens of thousands are chained year after year in tiny stalls for much of their 11-month pregnancies to collect their urine. They cannot take more than a step in any direction, turn around, or even lie down comfortably because of the urine collection bags strapped to them 24 hours a day. Join me and all the women and doctors who will no longer use or prescribe Premarin. There are other effective estrogen drugs made from synthetic or plant-based sources which can relieve menopausal symptoms and prevent osteoporosis. I've switched, and I feel great. For more information on Premarin and its alternatives, please call PETA. Thank you. 757-622-PETA. That the fire we both made still burns a little in you I wrote to you every day Did my letters find their way? Or 
memories on my screen Two lovers in this mystic dream Baby, come back to me Come back to me Too much time on my phone Baby, do you still sleep alone? Come back to me Come back to me Remember me Fresh out of black and white Movie Movie On every screen Would you realize What you meant to me Or was it mystery? That you move somewhere far away Is your number the same as before? I can't ignore the time May have changed your ways Does my record still hang on your wall? Such a sentimental way to groove I hope it still touches you Baby, come back to me Come back to me It kills me to see you leave So I came home and made this beat Baby, come back to me Come back to me Remember me Fresh out of black and white Movie Movie Remember me, let's set the scene You and me, what 
could have been Still swimming in old lover's dreams Still playing on new movie screens Remember me, let's set the scene You and me, what could have been Still swimming in old lover's dreams Still playing on Eight thirty-seven here on WUSB Stony Brook ninety point one FM. This is the Cafe American Radio Program, soon to be the Chris Michaels Radio Show, because uh, Cafe Americans is boring, just like this program sometimes when we talk about politics and so on and so forth. But it is what it is. So I haven't shaved in about sixty days, and I look like a, a, a savage animal. I got one stray gray hair on my chin. That comes out, and everyone says, "I'm oh, you're so refined now." I've got women chasing me. Actually, no, I don't have any women chasing me because I've been in my apartment for fifty-something days. So there's that. Um, it's so. What are we talking? Oh, COVID. Yeah, it's fine. COVID is what it is on that. You're not going to convince me of anything that's going on. It's real. I mean, I'm not going to take somebody with nipple rings seriously, like Governor Cuomo. Out there, he waltzes around without any mask. His dumb brother is out in the Hamptons starting fights with people, not maintaining social distancing, even though he supposedly tested positive for COVID. His goofy wife is out there doing things that I agree with, uh, except bathing in half a cup of bleach, which is another thing that happened uh, since the last time I was on. Uh, Trump made a comment about, quote-unquote, disinfectant. And the media ran with it, and the supposed intelligentsia of New York City made it into Trump asking people to inject themselves with Clorox and Lysol. I'm pretty sure that he did not do that, because I've read it, and I'm also pretty sure that no thinking individual would actually do that. And of course we had all the stories, there's a sudden spike of Clorox and bleach instances here in the, the medical field and hospitals and stop it stop it i i doubt those stories i sincerely do just another story that came out oh since the last time i was here is that trump is indebted to china for millions and millions of dollars the bank of china and it, so this is clearly trump did not close the country down soon enough because uh, China told him not to do that, just like Russia told him to do these things for the first three years of his presidency. It, no, that didn't happen. In fact, the Bank of China came out and basically said that they're not basically, they did say that Trump has no debt with us. Trump doesn't have anything here with us. So I don't know where you got that story from. And then you had CNN run up the flagpole that Kim Jong un was dead. Well, they came out and said, well, the guy's not dead, but he looks like he should be. He also looks like he should stop scarfing down the pizzas, sheet cakes, and cheeseburgers with milkshakes. I mean, that guy is a portly fellow. I don't know if you've ever seen him, but uh, he puts Pompeo to shame. Pompeo is the, uh, the, the, the chubby guy on Trump's team. Uh, that guy, that's a big boy. Let me tell you, that boy likes some brisket. Uh, and Kim Jong-un probably likes the same thing, or the, or the Korean version of brisket, whatever it is. Uh, North Korean version of brisket. Uh, so uh, there's a, a whole bunch of misinformation going on out there. And one of the stories, 
Well, let's before I go into the, what I was going to go into just now, let's let's talk about Biden. There's a lot of misinformation on Biden. Like one, he's competent. Who in their right mind thinks Joseph Biden is competent? Not to say that Trump is, but wh- who thinks on the Democrat side that Trump is in? I mean, Trump Biden is in any way a little slip there. Biden is in any way. Uh, competent to be the president of the United States. Of course he's not. Of course he's not. Hillary Clinton is up there shrieking away about how she endorses Joseph Biden. She just loves Joseph Biden. He is the one for the job. And the guy's guy's catching 40 winks. He's sawing logs. He's snoozing over there on the other screen in his in his underground uh, COVID secure bunker, whatever the heck that is. You know, he's always in that little library, and it's supposed to be in his basement or whatever. So, okay, fine. So the guy's taking a snooze on camera, and can you think this guy is going to stay awake during a briefing, during a daily briefing when the world is on flame? Of course he's not. Of course he's not. I mean, he gets up there occasionally. And Biden gets out and he sounds competent. I would assume he's been injected with vitamin B shots or something. Because there's no way that guy is going to, 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 to form a sentence on stage. And notice, notice at this point, another thing that they've done, the Democrats have done, dishonestly, by the way, because they can change the rules, is that they just shut down the New York primary for the Democrats. They just said, well, uh, we want Joseph Biden, we don't want Bernie Sanders, so we're just going to shut it down. Don't worry about it. Well, (laughs) you want... Okay, so the Democrats aren't very democratic. I mean, they let... uh, What's his face in? Bloomberg. They let Bloomberg in. Uh, how long ago was that? They let Bloomberg in the in the Democrat primary. He wasn't allowed to be in the primary, but there he was. He was allowed in because he threw half a billion dollars into it. So, of course, he got into it. And Bloomberg, by the way, is part of the COVID task force for de Blasio or whatever. Not the task force, whatever de Blasio's name for it. It's the same thing. He's got his wife up there talking about discrimination and why certain uh, sectors of New York City are getting hit harder than others. And he's got Bloomberg out there. Uh, talking about how to reopen the city and some other nonsense, which I would assume is more tracking. You know, they started to uh, let loose with the drones, and the drones can monitor not only your uh, your temperature, but they also monitor how close you are to somebody else. So if you're within six feet of somebody and not maintaining social distance, then the drone goes over there and yells at you or reports you to the police. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you had drones on every street, what kind of network do you think would be needed to maintain that data flow? Well, oddly enough, 5G, like I said before. So, anyway. So, you got Joseph Biden hanging out. He doesn't debate anybody. He's not making any statements. He had to go out there and say, I did not say or do anything icky towards Tara Reid, the woman that he fondled. And supposedly did icky things to. Tara Reid has plenty of people on her side saying that, yes, this story is true. Biden raped her. If not raped, certainly sexually assaulted her. And there are more women that have said the same thing about Joseph Biden. And it gets nowhere. The media doesn't touch it. 
In fact, what the media has been doing is reprehensible, and they started to go after the accusers. The Me Too movement suddenly went nowhere. Silence. Where are all of the vagina hats when you need them? 845 here on WUSB Stony Brook. Baby, that your love can make it better. So 
be back, mama. Yeah. Let's go, let it go, oh, let it go, let it go. Pull on my book back, lady. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Zip line, back, lady. Eight forty nine on WUSB Stony Brook ninety point one FM. You're listening to the Cafe American Radio Program. I'm your host Christian until ten p.m. every other Sunday, and this just happens to be one of those Sundays where I assail you and your ears with nonsense. So Joseph Biden, going back to him, and we're going to uh, see how much I can do at once. So I'm going to be doing other things as I speak to you. So uh, Joseph Biden is out there actually he's not anywhere he's in his little cave his covid cave making sure he doesn't get the covid uh and he's you know randomly making statements and the democrats see and they know that joseph biden does not stand an effing chance against donald trump i'm sorry to break it to you but he doesn't and you know it whether or not you want to admit it is another story but he's got nothing and no matter who he chooses as a running mate, will not help him. You know, you got the uh, the woman from Georgia that nobody likes, but she's out there. And she, I can't remember her name, but she's been uh, parading around and up everybody's ass about getting to be vice president, including Joseph Biden. She's up everyone's, you know. And she, from what I hear, she's a putz. She, nobody likes her. She doesn't get anything right. It's just that she's loud and she's well-connected. So she's, a, you know, it's that kind of mindset. You get the idea. Now, the Democrats see the writing on the wall. So they want old Joe, handsy Joe. They want him to, uh, well, choose somebody that is going to be unbeatable with him. Now, who could they choose? Who could they choose? Well, there are rumors out there that uh, somebody is really pushing for Hillary Clinton. Really pushing for Hillary Clinton to be his running mate. Now, old Joe, if he remembers, said that he promised, he promised that he is going to nominate a female of color to be his running mate. I doubt he'll remember that. And I doubt the Democrat leadership gives a damn about that, too. So, The Hill came out with an article. And this is brilliant. It's not brilliant. It's sad more than anything else. And scary, too. The Hill came out with an article that basically said the only thing Joseph Biden can do is nominate Hillary Clinton to be the vice president. And then what Joseph Biden can do is step down at the convention. And once Joseph Biden steps down at the convention, it is then up to the delegates to nominate a presidential, uh, to, to, to get a presidential nominee, to nominate a nominee. And the Hill's article pushed for Hillary Clinton to be that nominee. And then the author went one step further and said, well, if Hillary Clinton is the nominee and the presidential candidate for the 2020 election, then there's only one other person that could make this ticket unbeatable, and that is none other than Barack Obama. So yes, that's what The Hill is trying to do. The Hill actually wrote 
this kind of article. They want Joseph Biden to nominate Hillary Clinton. They want Joseph Biden to drop out at the convention so the delegates can nominate Hillary Clinton. And then they want Hillary Clinton to choose Barack Obama as vice president. What? (laughs) You want to talk about conspiracy theories. But I think... This does have legs because there is a lot of chatter, a lot of chatter. If you lift up some logs and uh, you see all the grubs crawling around, you can you can pick up on the rumors. There's a lot of chatter saying that is exactly what the Democrats intend to do. They intend to get Hillary Clinton the nomination without having to get her through the process, without having her campaign throughout the country without having to worry about any sort of criticism, a last-minute bait-and-switch to regain power. And don't think for a second that having you locked down does not come into play with this. I don't know which came first, the idea that Hillary Clinton should be the last-minute nominee or you should be locked down. I suspect that uh, it was an opportune moment to act upon getting Hillary Clinton in there and keeping you locked down. And don't think for a second this whole push for mail-in ballots and mail-in voting doesn't have – don't think for a second that's not coming into play here. Oh, as people are – you know, they can't vote. They need the mail and whatever. And we're home. We can't go outside because people aren't going to be socially distancing. Oh, God. The mail-in voting sounds good, but it ain't good. Because the people on the voter lists are a little... The voter... I I forgot the name of it. Voter registry? Voter... I think it's voter registry. Voter registry. No, voter lists. Voter rolls. I don't know. Whatever. Mm, A roll. That sounds good right now. So the people on the voter lists... We'll just go with that phrase because I don't have the direct term in front of me because this is what happens when I don't perform show prep. I just ramble. So there is a list of potential voters... All of those potential voters will be getting a mail-in voting form if the Democrats have their way. That does not mean that the people on those lists are registered voters. Aha! We see what's going on now. (laughs) If the name is on the list, then suddenly that person is going to be able to vote. Whether that person is in the state, if that person is alive or dead or if the person can vote at all for any reason. So then all of a sudden you're going to have all these dead people voting, or people that should not be registered or aren't registered to vote, suddenly casting ballots and allowing the vote to be counted. Wow, talking about pulling out all of the stops, aren't we? Don't think for a second that isn't the goal with mail-in voting. Yeah, you got the low income, and you got that whole argument that they need, whatever. Okay, I I guarantee you that most of those people have a cell phone or an internet connection of some sort. If you really wanted to secure voting, you could probably do it electronically. Oh, no, you can't, because Russia can hack it. I'm sorry. Anyway, and Donald Trump put the military uh, in charge, or was it Obama? Put the military in charge of voting? Are they really trying to do that? 
So the, the Department of Defense is the one that's going to allow you to securely vote. Okay, sure. <laughs> Not nothing bad's going to happen with that. So anyway. So that's what the Hill actually wrote today, that Hillary Clinton is supposed to come in at the last minute. Now, talk about, talk about something that is nefarious. So basically, you have de Blasio, and you've got Cuomo out there saying, well, we can't, we don't know when this virus is going to end. And we're in the first, second, third wave, and by the time the third wave is about to end, it's already November or December, and we're going to have another virus that comes around. So we just need to be locked down anyway till at least January 17th, Inauguration Day. So, I mean, we, the, the, I see the game here. Keep people locked down. Keep the economy uh, stagnated. Make sure that people can eat. Make sure the unemployment keeps rolling in. I have a friend. He's getting $1,100 a week on unemployment. And if the Democrats have their way, he's going to be getting $1,500 a week on unemployment. There's no reason for him to work. Restaurants have issues because they're saying their employees won't come back. And why would they? They're making less than minimum wage plus tips. Meanwhile, I can sit home and diddle myself and get 1100 bucks a week. I mean, think about who would do that? Who would go back to work 30, 40, 50 hours a week or, and, and barely make what they're getting on unemployment. So do not do not get me wrong. That is probably what's in the works here. That's that's the game plan. Keep everybody locked down, keep the economy stagnant. Make sure you get the mail-in voting thing going so that everybody that's stuck home on unemployment getting $1500 a week can vote and make sure they vote for somebody like Hillary Clinton because it's certainly not going to be Joseph Biden. I, I promise I got a dinner writing on this by the way. I've got a, somebody bet me that Trump is that Trump is not going to win. They bet me that Biden is going to win, and I said, "I'll take a piece of that. I'll take two pieces of that with some cheesecake at the end." There's no way. No way. It's it, it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to think that they want Joseph Biden, who has a horrible track record with the Me Too movement. They want him to be the presidential nominee. And where is the Me Too movement? How come they're out there attacking, and all these Democrats are attacking the accusers? 